Welcome to Movies, Movies, Movies on Mornings with Bridie Tanner, featuring Jack and Andre. FBI Radio. It's a huge cup of ambition. Welcome to Andre and Jack, our film lord. Wake up in the morning with rolling out of bed with a cup of ambition. We are doing Dolly Parton this morning special. Working 10.10 to 10.30 on a Monday morning. Oh my God. And that is a day to be proud of in this modern world. The only time to work as well, Monday morning, listening to FBI. Get it done. Hey, uh, I want to kick off the show with a text we got from Stephen in Bondi. He says, help, saw First Reformed yesterday. I hated it. Friend won't talk to me because she loved it, says I have to read reviews to get it. Who's right? Do we really need reviews to like something we instinctively loathe? Great question. I won't say that he's right, but I'll definitely say his friend is wrong. I don't know. I hate film reviews as well. So, But also, like, his friend is wrong for not talking to him because he doesn't like a movie. Yeah, that's not cool. That's not What's cool. What's fo- reformed, First Reformed What's about? First Reformed is Paul Schrader's film. Paul Schrader. Did Taxi Driver. Wrote Taxi Driver. Didn't and do anything after that. No, he did that Lindsay Lohan film, The Canyons. Paul Schrader is, like, the most studied person at film school, and he's only made one thing, and he wrote a movie in, like, the 70s, and yet he's still, like, put on a People podium. People completely like, obsessed great. with him because he loves Dostoevsky. But he made this movie, First Reformed, that no one wants to see, and then everyone saw it because it went to festivals and loved it, and Famously, Kate Jinks went and saw it and was apprehensive at first and then said, wow, this movie blew my mind. And they play Golden Age. It's kind of hard to find here, but it's playing Golden Age on and off, I think. Do we need reviews, Jack? Lay it on us. Well, I haven't seen it. Oh, do we need need reviews? Yeah, I mean, we were talking about them as lube. Yeah, it's like lube. I mean, film reviewing is lubing the audience to the film, and sometimes you want lube, sometimes you don't want lube. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you need lube at the end. Sometimes you want spit. Either way, it's a choice. It's a choice. uh, And really, it's all about, like, just deepening your experience. It's not about right or wrong. We don't live in a world of binaries. We're trying to dispel that. Let me ask you this. Have you ever seen a film instinctively loathed it and then read the review and be like oh that's actually kind of cool best feeling there is that's the only reason to watch films is to watch a movie and then have someone convince you of it in a film review amazing amazing jack i do that to myself yeah let's talk about what's coming up today on movies 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 who is the special guest we have mandela mattia star of all these creatures which is a beautiful short film that just swooped an actor award last week best short (gasps) film came in and grabbed it also swooped khan earlier this year for those who don't know and yeah um it's i mean the film is being tapped to maybe be nominated for an oscar for best short film i almost feel like it's a shoe in like once you win an actor and you win khan you're like definitely going to get a nomination for best short film at the oscars because you've won the biggest film festival in the world and you've also won your country's biggest uh, short film honour. And uh, we're going to have Mate- Mandela in the studio to talk about the film. He's the star of the film and we can't wait to just dish about it. Let's get into it. Movie news. Jack, there have been two award situations this week and I've been obsessed with both of them and you haven't, famously. You don't give a shit about the Golden Globes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not, I haven't got time for that, firstly, because I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. And the Actor Awards also came in and we have to talk about them. We have to talk about them because that's essentially our job. Mm. Um, the Actor Awards came in, Sweet Country swept up, yeah. which is super exciting. Still, like, it was a big year for the bros at the Actor Awards. For sure. Um, totally. And uh, Joker also won, which was cool, which was like a really inventive film shot in Afghanistan with like a 5D, really, really low budget. My question is, where was Jay Kenny with The Nightingale? Has that not, is that going to come out at the next Actor Awards or? Well, yeah, because it hasn't been released yet, not until okay. next year. I'm so behind the times, but that's okay. Hamilton Morris. Like ahead of the times. Hamilton 
Hamilton Morris, Hamilton best Morris. actor for Sweet Country, huge Aboriginal actor who is no one expected that to happen, and it's amazing. So glad that it wasn't someone from Breath. Well, it was someone for Breath. Simon Baker won Best Supporting Actor in <sighs> the most boring choice of the Actor Awards okay. possible. Shut it down. Let's go to the Golden Globes. Who's Let's nominated? Go to the Golden Globes. Sharp Objects is obviously nominated a hundred times. Tell Amy me Adams is nominated. I don't want to know about Sharp Objects. It's what all Amy you Adams talk is about. nominated twice, right? She's nominated for TV, and she's also nominated for Vice. She Nicole Kidman is nominated for Destroyer, which for is exciting. Mm-hmm. Excellent. What else is nominated? I don't care about the Golden Globes, Andre. I said Troy Sivan for Troy Sivan Revelation is for, featuring for Revelation John C. Boy Rays, and so. I'm not a Troy Sivan mega stan, but I'm happy that he's nominated, and I would love to see him up on that stage, that little 19-year-old winning Golden Globe. It would be amazing. And then come back to this blue neighbourhood with a little statue. Leave this blue neighbourhood. Emma Stone is going to play Cruella de Vil in the next film. In the worst cast choice of Hollywood. But it's going to be by Craig Gillespie, who did I, Tonya, so, so it could be crazy. So Ooh, could this, be. Is, this is a backstory to Cruella from 101 Dalmatians. Yeah. Right? Oh, who, yeah. And yes, we were yes, like, yes. Who could be a good Cruella? And we were thinking... Margot like, Robbie. Harry Neff. Harry Neff could be great. That was my Golden Globe misstep. Harry Neff did not get nominated for Best actress there should have for been assassination nation assassination should have just uh, assassination swept those nominations also maybe rosamund pike from gone girl could do a good cruella i reckon Ooh, interesting british interesting. at least yeah i can see that happening what about um deborah messing and the real cruella de is nominated for a golden globe this year glenn close <laughs> glenn close finally might get it for, for one of the many films this year about, about a woman who a woman is a writing, ghostwriter <laughs> writing her husband's herbs and the husband getting the credit for it um and also we were just going to say listeners send in your favorite movies of the year we're working up towards a bit of a new year's eve special Mm-hmm. It's a bit that of a Christmas, of like it's that time of year to reflect, ponder, and really go into. There was some crackers this year. I loved Itonia. Absolutely, yeah, Itonia was amazing, and that was this year. So many films. I was looking back at our early films, going, "Whoa, that was this year." Maybe you love Black Panther still, and you want to talk about it. That's cool as well. We want to talk about it. Bring it on. I liked the Square. Sorry to say it, guys. Ooh, cool. There we go. Have that. Have Elizabeth lover. Moss. Elizabeth Moss, who at the Golden Globes famously walked out when Leah Remini got the award for her Leaving Scientology show. Give us more backstory, Jack. We're confused. Lee Remini. Elizabeth, Lee Remini has a show about Scientology and its evils, and Elizabeth Moss is famously a Scientologist, and when Lee Remini won the Golden Globe last year... It was year, an Emmy. Or was it an Emmy? Yeah. Well, all the same. Uh, Elizabeth Moss, star of The Handmaid's Tale, left and the, the square. building. And the square. She walked out. And uh, Top of the Lake. And uh, If you couldn't understand, <laughs> that's shocking beats. news <laughs> we have about <laughs> Elizabeth Moss and Lee From Romani. a year ago. <laughs> From a year ago. Stay tuned. You're listening to Movies, Movies, Movies here on Mornings. We're going to talk about what you should and shouldn't go see for two reviews very soon. Dumpling and The Old Dream That Moves are coming up. Here's the Native Cats with Preservation Law. This is Movies, Movies, Movies on Mornings. My name is Bridie Tanner. Jack and Andre Film Lords join me in the studio. We're about to get into two reviews, but before we do, Cienzo, you text in regarding Stephen in Bondi's text about seeing a movie and then reading the review. You say, Dear Film Lords, I do the opposite. I like a movie until the review teaches me I was wrong and it was bad. Hey, fair and enough. And you're right for that. You're Honestly, right for that. you're right for that. That's that is, how we learn. That's the way to do it. Two reviews. One review. And then, and then another review. Two reviews. I've seen the trailer for Dumplin'. My mum loves Dolly Parton. I have a very strong chance of going to see this during the Christmas holidays. Who's going to review it today? I'm reviewing it today. Jack, take it away. Well, I'm reviewing it because Sydney actress Daniel McDonald has been working nine to five in Hollywood recently, from patty cakes to like being an anonymous member of Lady Bird and the upcoming Sandra Bullock, Travanto Rhodes movie, Bird Box. She stars here as Dumplin' in the new ad for Dolly Parton's back catalogue. 
From the director of Step Up and Fletcher, who also choreographed about every movie since The Mask, comes a kind of flat-footed, flatlining, straight-to-DVD, I mean Netflix, preteen A Star Is Born. It's less Hairspray or Honey Boo Boo and more Ladybird minus the drama. The script needed Diablo Cody or Issa Rae to plump it up. Dumplin', who is an overweight weight and couldn't care less about beauty standards teenager, enters a beauty pageant to protest her mum, played by a very vulnerable Jennifer Aniston. She makes it there via her first drag show, her first major loss, her first kiss, and her first fallout with her best friend. So it's, like, extremely corny. But Dolly Parton's music underscores everything, and if that's enough for you, then honestly, what are you waiting for? I'd watch this five more times than have to watch First Man or Boy Raised again. It has the down-to-earth, hard-working, soulful, humanist values of Dolly Parton seeping through, which is not nothing. And if it encourages people to watch 9 to 5 again, which is the ultimate Me Too film, then it's all worth it. And here comes in our comment about film reviews. You watch Dumpling, you hear the review of Dumpling, you go watch 9 to 5, perfect world. Go watch 9 to 5. I didn't realise this until about midway through the film but this is a movie for like 12 year olds and it's yeah. like amazing that this is a, something that Jennifer Aniston has brought to life with Dolly Parton and Daniel McDonald is it? Yeah Daniel McDonald. And it's a it's a you know like a virtue signalling film teaching women to just help everyone how to not care about beauty standards. And be inclusive. But for youngsters and it's like whoa this is I so rarely watch films directed at that age bracket anyway that's just something I realised. And even like for all the corniness and all of the virtue signalling that's in it there are things that make it not cliche like there's certain choices in the way that everything pans out mm. that aren't just like I don't want to give anything away but it's not just like oh she wins everything you know mm. what I mean yeah because twist she doesn't win everything she doesn't win anything everything but still watch it I don't know it's uh, let me just say that Dumplin' works at a uh, burger joint called Harpies and they are very understaffed there are two <laughs> waiters there one chef I don't know how that works manning a whole cafe I know it's like not even Dean's Diner can get away with that this is the first time I've heard you bring up a plot hole in any movie you've ever talked about <laughs> well as a because we famously don't care as an alumni of Dean's Diner I just have noticed these things but also let me just say Jack on your Ladybird comment the evil friend from Ladybird is also is in it? it I know as a good friend this time I know she's oh. a good friend in this and she's great I think she's great it just looks like everyone in this film is having such a good time making a good and all of the like, flaws of it is probably because they were just hanging out and, and for do all you the think bad... Dolly Parton is one of those drag queens but just dragged up yeah 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 on the far it's right 100% on the, on the left right. or whatever yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. that's 100% totally. Dolly Parton I think. and for all the bad writing that needed Diablo Cody and Issa Rae there were some great quotes from Dolly like yeah. oh like um, it's hard being a di- diamond in a rhinestone world or if I wasn't a woman I'd be a drag queen which I don't know if that's problematic. I know, who knows. My mum once uh, texted me this. I've got a new saying. You need to grease your own pan. It's like you need to paddle your own canoe, but more Dolly. You need to be independent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So Dolly, uh, Dumpling, not Dolly. But also just is Dolly. In a word. Oh, Is Dolly. (laughs) Flippin'. Flippin'. Andre, what are you reviewing today for us? Well, let me get out my trusty computer from out of my film reviewing suitcase. I am reviewing <laughs> That Old Dream That Moves, which is screening at Golden Age Cinema this Wednesday to launch the new issue of the Fireflies magazine, which is a great film journal run by my beautiful friend Annabelle. And we watched the film this weekend to celebrate that event, and uh, it's basically got your dream movie desire checked. It's 21st century Brisson with gay locker room flirting, funneled through 16 by 9 look and frames, gorgeous industrial backdrops, and strict cinematography in France. It did come out in 2001, so it's about 20 years old. But Alain Giraudy, famous director who you saw in an edited form on Pornhub, is being celebrated at Golden Age this Wednesday, December 12th, with the screening of this breakout 50-minute film. It's a must for French-loving queer cinephiles comme moi, willing to trade zero female characters with man-on-man chemistry, where the degradation of a northern French factory parallels the sexual lust frothing from its workers. It's perfectly tuned thanks to good acting 
that old dream that moves is a throwback to the good old times when queer movies were about edging. Jack. I have no idea what you just said at any point. Really? No, it's just like a stream of consciousness of words I liked. <laughs> stream of consciousness. But how about that? A film about edging. It was beautiful, and it is a film about edging. Mm. It sort of returns to this locker room. Everyone kind of gets naked. They're all old factory workers, mm. kind of semi-checking each other out, and it just has this very light-hearted approach to gay romance. Did my two French words throw that whole review for you? Or? I think Alain Gourdin. Mm. Mm-hmm. Four French words. French, yeah. That old dream that moves in a word. Oh, uh, I actually honestly thought it was stunning. Yes. Jack? Um, Smokos. Smokos. For a list of where you can catch the latest flicks, like the ones you just heard reviews for, for under 10 bucks, check out the Mornings with Bridie Tanner program page on our website. We've got a little sneaky deals, deals, deals there for you. This is Movies, 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 and up next we're talking to actor, writer, and performer Mandela Mattia about starring in the Palm Dior, am I saying that right? Yeah. Winning short, all these creatures, and coming from a refugee background and finding yourself as an actor in Australia. Before we go to a track, though, someone's texting, what about Beautiful Boy? I'm in need of a heart-moving drama, but is this beautifully tragic or is it tragic and corny? I was obsessed with Beautiful Boy. Jack was actually famous. I I have the playlist saved to my Spotify. I listen to it. Check Jack's review of it because it is... uh, It might be perfect delusion. Who knows? Instagram at movies underscore movies underscore movies underscore for all of our past reviews as well. And Beautiful Boy is there. Go ahead and find it on Insta. This is Miss Blanks with This Bitch Language Warning. I love this song. I love this song. You're on Movies, Movies, Movies. Without me, you'd be nothing so I hate this bitch Fuck it, 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 I hate this bitch Got that Aquafina, all the boys so thirsty To take me down, honey, wanna taste me You boys don't raise me cause I'm the new millennium Got my girls in your check, looks like I win again You got the bronze, I got the gold, better make some friends You're so loose, so why you mad? Cause I got no mans He want my kitty cat, that mm-mm chocolate yum I fucked your dad and you fed, hello stepson Facts up, your tracks just like fat cops You ain't catching nobody, yeah, cause that's lame, stop I'm the feature filming, you just the episode Had your season cut up, bitch, I thought I'd let you know Execs in they chair, prosecuting on they top Cause I'm two steps ahead of ya, look who got the chop Put me on lock, so I started, then I stopped Crown up in the queen, bitch Even my dentist said I need a crown, bitch 
call me fat cause my money is precious I ain't call you out yet, but you are my checklist Called you twice, like you ain't get the message When you done talking shit, I teach you valuable lessons Bitch Without me, you'd be nothing So, so I hate this bitch uh, Fuck it, I hate this bitch yeah. Fuck it, I hate this bitch okay. Fuck it, I hate this bitch Spotlight. We like to shine the spotlight on Sydney for movies, movies, movies. Uh, just before we round out today, and Jack and Andre have brought in a very special guest this morning. He was born in South Sudan. He's trilingual, and he arrived in Australia in 2008, where he took up lo- uh, acting in the local scenes. He stars in the Australian short film All These Creatures, which won the Palm Door at Cannes this year, and uh, it also won him an Actor Award last week for best short film. It's a huge, huge movies, movies, well, movies. Welcome mm-hmm. to Mandela Matia. Thank you, thank you. Thanks hey, for coming Mandela. into FBI. Yeah. So here we are wondering, what the hell are the Actor Awards like? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> it's amazing to be around. I mean, for me, I've always seen it on the TV like everyone else, mostly. So I just never thought when you get the, the experience of just being... And... Uh, when I used to watch it on TV, I would see the presenter or the the people who did the show, the hostess. They would sort of just look at the camera, and it looked like they didn't. They were not reading anything of the mm. of the screen at the back, but to just be there, it's like oh, okay. So they have it ready for them. There. <laughs> That's and then they take it. Like, oh, okay, it's like, so you are, you're not really working that hard because it's all in front of you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> get, a, them. get a real job. <laughs> yeah. uh, tell, uh, tell us about this amazing film, All These Creatures. What's it about? Yeah, um, all these creatures is about uh, uh, dealing with mental illness. Um, so. The story is based on uh, a relationship between uh, a father and a son. Uh, mostly heavily is based on the uh, the filmmaker director. His name is Charles William. Uh, some of the experience in the film to do with his upbringing as well. Um, but the the film uh, the main bit of it is that um, the son sees himself through his father, but that he might end up becoming like his father. His father is struggling with the mental illness and um, it goes down the drain of like uh, violence, domestic violence. He sees all the family is uh, getting into a position where like it's really dangerous. So he goes to school. He, he doesn't know how to deal with that. He comes home. He sees all of the symptoms happening in front of him. So all that doubt, but to some degree... The film ends with a happy ending for him. I don't want to give it a what it is exactly, but um, it just shows that um, 
that sort of a specific sort of um, symptom occurs, it doesn't have to be passed through bloodlines. Mm. It, it could be a choice. And am I, am he, I right to say that there's some like magical realism involved? Like I've seen it, some of the, the clips from the film and it seems kind of mystical and yeah, yeah. that there's some magic element to it. Is that true? To some aspects, yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I would do, have to. Who do you play in all these creatures? I play the father who goes through with the uh, mental illness journey. Yeah. Whoa. Uh, which was a heavy. How, um, how was it uh, getting into that role for you? Um, ooh, um, I was still at Naira. I was just starting still. And it, all this was happening all last year, and I was at the point where, like, things at NIDA was getting really heavily to do with work and theory and practical. And when that opportunity arrived, it was a recommendation. Somebody saw me in other short films, and then they passed me on to Charles. And, I, like, I was having a struggle. It's like, do I give my mind again to something outside the school, or should I focus? But I, I took the meeting, I went to the meeting, and we met, we clicked, and he was happy to meet with me as a person. And from there, it's like, man, I would love to take it further, and then we work together. And so it's like, totally paid off as well. I mean, you also off. went to Cannes with the film. And yeah, exactly. That yeah, and that was also paid off for, yeah. by Australian, Screen Australia. So, so would um, your advice to anyone choosing between school and work be just go to work? <laughs> uh, in this specific uh, particular job that yeah. we do, if the opportunity like that comes up, you never know what's going to happen. So yeah. it might be your breakthrough, and it, yeah. it could be the other way around. So... It just depends, and you have to weigh it out. Yeah, you weigh it out and see how it goes. Yeah, I know so many people in arts degrees who get an opportunity thrown yeah. at them, and it's like, just do it. Yeah, <laughs> stay <laughs> but, out of school. <laughs> but if I add a little bit on my experience with the character, um, because I would never did any uh, role with my Naira journey or any other acting experience I've done. I've never done sort of mental illness and uh, been in that sort of method acting. But with help with Charles, he he was more trusting me in terms of um, uh, just looking up some uh, online YouTube uh, hospital uh, to do with uh, psychotic sort of um, mental illness mm. experience people. So I looked up sort of that physicality and element and mannerism of people who went through that. But I didn't want to mimic the physicality and everything like that because uh, he was saying that everything just has to be from your experience. So uh, at the time when he met me, I was a little bit on uh, on sort of weight and I was working out, like uh, doing home stuff. So I came a little bit buckled up and he was like, no, you got to stop working out just be uh, sloppy and like just look tired like just stop um exercising so that was one of the elements that i could sort of hone into the character through that way rather than trying to mimic everything with a, a specific um gesture mm. of uh physical of uh of, of the character so more was like just being in it and just um take it as it, as it is and when we came to the shooting uh we did most of the work off the screen so like the emotional stuff i would do it while the camera wasn't running and when uh i was done tired emotionally that's when he put the camera on me and that's how we rolled is there that's, oscar hype for this film yes um <laughs> Ooh, you've had uh, your first. there is uh <laughs> there's a talk it hasn't been made official yet but we're going to be hearing mid December that there's a 
possibility we might be nominated for the Oscar. Can you believe that, FBI? Mm. Sydney-based actor at the Oscars next year could be <laughs> happening. How exciting. Yeah. Oh, my God, you go over there as well. Yeah. You have to be our reporter from the front line. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you have to call in. We're going to put a VR camera on your head. You're going to be filming the whole thing. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. I just wanted to fix something just with the actor award, which happened last week. Uh, the film won, but I didn't win as an actor. Yeah, my part of my role. But yeah, but let's be real. You carry the sure. film. The film is yours, though. Uh, like, yeah. it, just want to make sure. I just want to say not- to everyone that <laughs> that's you, my bad. That's when you, but no, no. But when you win a film, when you win an award, every single person in that film, it's their award. They're just said it. I can completely agree. Not the directors, to anyone. No, I film doesn't belong to producer. Like, get the best film belongs just as much to the production designer as it does to the director. Example: Nicole Kidman. How much of that film that she made is the director's? Due to the wig. All her, honestly. Jack and Andre, your authorities I'm sorry <laughs> film awards you won that actor award fair and square <laughs> thank you so much oh, thank you uh, for, Mandela Mandela for coming in and joining us on movies 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 today yes. you can listen back on the podcast this is mornings on Brady Ta- uh, with with Brady Turner and if you love films coming up uh, we've got a first look screening I'm going to tell you about that in a few songs time there's even a little giveaway attached to that one here's Ice Age with Broken Hours FBI 94.5 thank you This podcast is produced by FBI Radio in Sydney. Find more at fbiradio.com slash podcasts.